January the 14th, 2024, 2 Samuel chapter 9. Your words matter. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And Father God, thank you this morning, Father. Thank you for being God all by yourself. Wonderful, blessed Savior. Thank you for being King, for being Lord. Thank you for being all-knowing, all-being, almighty. You are just, hallelujah. You are just awesome in all your ways, Father God, and you've given us this opportunity to lay before you this morning, to bask in your presence, to know that you are with us, never to leave us, nor forsake us. You are our God, and beside you there's no other. We are so thankful that we can call on you each and every day, that we can put our hope, our desire in you, knowing that you are faithful and you are just, even when we are wrong or have done something wrong, we are confident, Father God, that in your hand, the reprimand that you give us is a just one. So we bless you, Father God. We praise you. We exalt you. We lift you up. And we thank you as you prepare our minds and our hearts for this day, our daily bread. We look forward to hearing from you and doing that what you've called us to do, that you might be glorified. We bless you in the mighty and majestic name of your son, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, indeed, I thank you on today. I, I want to say as on yesterday, as I spoke to you guys about yesterday concerning meeting with the eight other couples and Indeed, it was an honor and a privilege to meet at my brother Pedro and his wife Melissa, meet at their house and and sup and dine and break bread with the rest of the brothers and, you know, contribute or, or, or participate in, a, in an activity that was, that was very stimulating to the mind and, and able to draw onto us principles that that we as couples even should be building upon and using that we might continue to, to walk this life that is pleasing unto God. And then to have the fellowship of just transparency afterwards. God is truly good. God is truly good. I, I, I tell you to these brothers and sisters, these husbands and wives in my life is truly a necessity it's a necessary part of my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and family I implore you find those that community of family and friends of mature believers that you can grow and do life with I'm telling you as sure as you're hearing the sound of my voice right now that it's a necessary part of your walk as a son, as a daughter of the living God. So as we continue in this word, 2 Samuel 
chapter 9, know that God has given us this word that's entitled, Your Word Matters. So let us be blessed on today, 2 Samuel chapter 9. And David said, Is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I might show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David. And the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I might show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, at Lobet at Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, at Lodabar. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul your father, and you shall eat at my table always. And he paid homage and said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, all that belong to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. And you and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him and shall bring in the produce that your master's grandson may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so will your servant do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate always at the king's table. Now he was lame in both his feet. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word, Father God. Short but impactful. Your word matters. Now, family, friends, early in his career, David was, was known as a wise and fear leader. We read that and about him in 1 Samuel, somewhere around chapter 30. And, and when he became king, he continued to handle problems with, with great skill. His kindness to Jonathan's son Mephibosheth demonstrates his genuine compassion for others. As a military leader, David had only known victory in battle ever since his triumph with, uh, over Goliath and the Ammonites and the Armenians learn about this aspect of David the hard way. In light of the covenant God made with David promising to show kindness to his family forever, it is fitting that David remembers the covenant he made 
with Jonathan. Your word matters. When most kings came to power, they sought to eliminate any survivors of the preceding king, but, but not David as we see in this chapter. Bound by covenant to his best friend, Jonathan, David is loyal to his oath and eager to take care of any of Jonathan's descendants. Ziba, who had been Saul's chief steward, tells David that, or tells David about Mephibosheth, Jonathan's crippled son, who is living in Transjordan with a wealthy man named Machir. Now, we're going to find that other descendants of Saul are still alive, but Ziba knows that David is primarily interested in Jonathan's family. Now, we do not know if Mephibosheth knew anything about his father's covenant with David, but he certainly did not anticipate that David would treat him with such royalty. Not only does David give him the income from Saul's land, but Mephibosheth is allowed to eat at David's table like one of the king's sons. Ziba and his family are given the responsibility of working the land for Mephibosheth. And from chapter 16, which we'll read later, we learn that Ziba really wanted control of Saul's land himself. But for the time being, however, Ziba seems willing to serve Mephibosheth. And unlike others who later rebel against David, Mephibosheth remains loyal to the king the rest of his life. Your word matters. So family, just think and consider. As we go throughout our daily activities, as we go throughout recognizing and realizing within ourselves that we are Christians, we are ambassadors of the one true God, you have to take into consideration that your words matter. Anything that you say, people are looking to what you say as it to be truth, especially when they know that you are a child of God. Know that indeed your word matters and God, even himself, right, is holding us accountable to our words. We know that covenant is not something to be taken lightly. Even as we were speaking earlier on this episode, talking about the husbands and wives of, of my group, knowing that they have made a covenant one with another, their words matter. So Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you that because of who you are, we know that when we speak, we must speak with integrity, with love, with compassion, and with the mindset that we're going to carry out what we say. And we thank you, Father God, that you have afforded us the power of your Holy Spirit that dwells in us, that lives in us, that walks with us, that gives us the ability to carry through with the things that we say. We bless you, Father God. We thank you. We know that as we walk with you, as you walk with us, as your Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us, that we are able to do all that we say we will do. We thank you and we bless you and we thank you for continuing to be 
our Father. In the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Family, do be encouraged on today. Know that today is a day that we, we here in the West, we consider this the day that we go into the house of the Lord and, and fellowship with our brothers and sisters and anticipate those who do not know the Lord to, to, to come into his, his attributes of love and compassion and faithfulness over his word and become convicted in their hearts to call upon the name of Jesus as Lord. So be blessed on today, be encouraged as you take part in the fellowship of that particular or, or your particular place of worship or today. And those of you, my friends, if you are hearing these words even now, if you are not prepared to go into the house of the word of the Lord, please do so. And know that if these words are not clear to you on today, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sins, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. That conviction shall become a reality that you have now entered into the kingdom of the loving God. And we want to walk with you, family. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. In the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.